0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Baldridge Foundation Institute for Performance Excellence webinar: Process Digitization Made Simple by the Performance Excellence Operating System. Here is today's agenda and featured guests. Our guest presenters today are Jan Johnson, President and CEO of Jordan Johnson Incorporated, and Travis Lozier, Chief Culture and Quality Officer, Jordan Johnson Incorporated. Their presentations will be followed by questions from the audience and then a few closing remarks. And now it is a privilege to turn the presentation over to our guest panelists.
1: We're excited to be with you today to share what we believe is a great solution to problems that many of you have faced and many of you are still facing. Um, We're so grateful that you're taking the time to be with us today. Just to give you a little bit of background, I started Jordan Johnson almost 30 years ago after a career at USAA. Um, I became involved with the Baldrige process the very first year that it was in existence as an applicant. USAA made three applications for the Baldrige Award and after the first year, I decided I needed to understand this more comprehensively. So I became a national examiner. I oftentimes call myself the oldest living Baldridge examiner because I've been around forever. Um, I've done pretty much everything within the Baldridge program from being an examiner to a senior examiner and now serve as a master examiner. Um, it is so exciting for us to be with you today. Just to give you a little bit more information about our team, we have nine, nine members, all of us with Baldridge experience. Uh, Tammy Dye, who is one of our partners, has actually been a national judge for three years. Um, Travis is now acting as a senior examiner. I'm an al- I'm a master examiner. And then Mark Hytoff, who is our other consultant, is has been an examiner with the program. So Combined, we've got about 100 years of experience either directly in the Baldrige program or working in the performance excellence sciences. So we have been very, very blessed to have worked with amazing clients over the 30 years that the company has been in in place. We have had 13 national Baldrige recipients and they have so generously shared best practices. What we've tried to do with the PEOS, and in fact, what we are doing with the PEOS, is we have incorporated many of those best practices that we've learned from those wonderful organizations that we have had the privilege of working with, and we're trying to make those readily accessible and available to people. I have to admit, this has probably been the most exciting thing that I've gotten to be involved with since I started consulting. And it's because it's providing such amazing solutions for our customers who are finding just time back that they didn't know that they had. And we really are solving problems um, that are really helping our customers shape their potential into power.
2: And Jan, this is an image we all are getting familiar with. This is an image of the COVID-19 virus and there's not been a lot of bright spots in our professional and personal lives, but I think one thing that this has helped us do um, is quickly adopt digitization and digital transformation. And when you think about digitization and digital transformation, that, was, that existed well beyond um, the, the pandemic. Organizations were considering digital transformation, they were thinking about digitization, but there was no real sense of urgency And then almost overnight, it felt like not only was it important for organizations, it became urgent, you know, and it did happen, you know, people were going to physical environments one day and getting messages and memos not to return to the office the next day. That's how dramatic that happened for some organizations. And really, this was the catalyst for us to really challenge ourselves to think about how do we help organizations digitize processes that we know work? Um, To Jan's, you know, point, she's worked with organizations for 30 years that have achieved world class performance, how do we help them quickly adopt those types of processes, and this is really the the start of the P.E.O.S. for us.
1: And we label this slide history it really just talks a little bit about where we were pre pandemic and i'm going to talk just from our perspective as consultants. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, each of our consultants were spending three to four days on the road with clients in a a physical setting. Um, We were collaborating with them face-to-face. We were working with visual visual management processes and tools. We had a lot of the work that was in the form of PowerPoints or Excel spreadsheets or just getting work done through those face-to-face meetings. And because of that, there was fairly low urgency or importance to adopt the the process discipline. Even though sometimes we had processes written down, we oftentimes didn't follow them. And so then the pandemic hit. Um, I was literally at Elevation's credit union in mid-March, and that was the last trip that I made until October of the next year. Uh, And... October of 2020 rather. Um, So we went from being on the road three to four days a week to literally moving everything into a virtual environment. And as Travis said, when when he started talking, you know, this is something that that all of us had to adapt to very quickly. Um, We no longer had our PowerPoints and slides that we could easily exchange with each other because we weren't in the same offices. We were working odd hours, working remotely. And so the need for those visual management tools became really much more extreme. And it really did put a high urgency or importance to adopt systematic processes that would help us get our work done in the most efficient and effective way. So many of our clients have now returned to the workplace post-pandemic but they are in a hybrid model in many cases. We still have a lot of people working from home. Um, We still have continued acceleration of digitization adoption because we've learned what we could actually do with this in the post pandemic age. And one of the, I think the greatest benefits of the work that we've done with the PEOS is we really have created a level of process discipline that we never had before. And so um, we're finding that our clients are excited about this technology and it's providing solutions that they just never even recognized. And then, oh, by the way, in (laughs) 2021, when the new Baldrige criteria came out in January, there was a whole section in there about digitization and questions about digitization and cloud-based technology. Literally, I called Travis the day I opened up the new criteria and I said, you're not gonna believe this, Baldridge now has questions about digitization. And so we were really excited to think that very accidentally we got ahead of the curve on this one.
2: Yeah, and, and Jan if I don't if you don't mind I'll add a little something here when when the pandemic first hit we had a lot of clients trying to, you know, organize meetings through either Zoom or Microsoft Teams. At some point I think I had maybe a half dozen Video conferencing apps on my computer because organizations were rapidly trying to address how do we get teams together. And during that early phase of the pandemic, what we were seeing is that there was a lot of emphasis on um, organizations potentially trying to automate inefficient processes. And that, you know, many of you know the quote that when you automate inefficient processes, you magnify inefficiencies. So we believe that there was a gap of we were just trying to create some of the old ways that we've always done our work in this virtual environment. And we were finding significant gaps on ways that teams were potentially you know, collaborating and, and executing processes. So in the middle of this slide and early in the pandemic, we felt like that there was a huge gap really around that process discipline work that Jan mentioned. Yeah, you
1: know, we've worked with Hill Country Memorial um, really since 2011. And we've worked with them ever since that time. They won the Baldrige Award in 2014. And it's been one of the organizations that, that we've worked with who have just shared so generously. They had sharing days for almost two years after they won the Baldrige Award and continue to very willingly share best practices. One of the best practices that was called out in the press release when they won the Baldrige Award was their strategic planning development process and their deployment process. And what they had done with that deployment process, they had what they call strategic breakthrough initiatives that were projects that they through which they executed their strategy. And one of the key elements of that process was a weekly stand-up huddle with Jane Pope and all of her senior executives. Um, and, In March of 2020, that suddenly became extraordinarily difficult to do, and they had to come up with a different solution, and Jane approached Travis to come up with a solution.
2: Yeah, Jan, and and I remember that meeting with Jane like it was yesterday. Um, Prior to that session, we had planned out all of 2020. We had a roadmap in place. We had improvement efforts planned for the year, and in fact, I had travel scheduled Um, to be with Hill Country. And we had this planning call shortly after the announcement of, you know, the the lockdown and going into quarantine. And I'm not proud of how I responded to this (laughs) question, but it was a defining moment for me um, in leadership. And Jane said, Travis, how do we execute this roadmap in a virtual environment? And my response back to Jane was I just, at the time, I couldn't comprehend how we do all of that work in a virtual environment. And before I could even finish my sentence to Jane, she almost stopped me and said, Travis, we don't have an option. Our patients are counting on us. Our team members are counting on us to continuously improve. And really that was a personal moment for me, but it was also the catalyst for our team to say, we really have to come up with a way to digitize this work that we know is effective and help our clients in this new environment. And that ultimately led us to creating that virtual huddle module. At the time when we were creating it, we didn't, the PEOS was just, wasn't even a thought. We were just trying to focus on an immediate need that the client had. And then shortly after that, once that was deployed and we deployed that within weeks and we'll, we'll talk all throughout this presentation of how quickly you can deploy some of these digitization approaches to your processes as well. They quickly said, well, could we digitize you know, this other process, and we quickly developed more and more modules. And what started out as one solution for one client quickly grew to many solutions that we're offering to many clients because they're solving really important organizational problems that, quite frankly, have existed prior to the pandemic, but we never had an urgency to address them. Um, So it's been really rewarding. And, you know, we've learned a lot through that. And um, I'm still grateful for Jane's message that day, because I really think that that was a a defining moment for our organization to really jumpstart this work.
1: And we've been so excited about this process. Travis, every time I call him and start a sentence, it says, Travis, could we do this in the PEOS? I know he cringes a little bit, but he has not come back with a no in any time I'm asking that question. So we have been able to, as, as Travis said, just to develop all sorts of solutions through this technology um, that is just making people work smarter and work easier.
2: Yeah, and Jan, I smile before I cringe. I think that's important to call out. So I just, just, for the, just so you know. So, so just,
1: the picture on this page is actually a picture of the Hill Country War Room. Um, They would meet in about, that room was about eight feet wide by about 12 feet long. So it was a pretty small room. We'd have as many as 15 people in there doing the weekly stand-up with Jane Pope and her executive team. And this was a, a picture of one of their boards that they posted in that room. They had about eight boards posted around the room on both sides of the room. And each project, each SBI project was assigned one of the boards. And they would put up all the documentation as they went through their project. Uh, They would share the documentation on the board. And then every week that team would meet physically standing at the boards. And they would walk from one board to the next board to the next board and review the projects. And they would describe what they had done the prior week, what they had planned for the upcoming week. And they would identify any barriers or risks that they were experiencing with the project and that was their ver- that was their physical war room
2: jan on the on the right i'll just showcase how we converted that physical war, war room and that huddle process into the PEOS system. And this is just a video that I'll play that's approximately two minutes long and I'll walk along with it and and talk through what you're seeing on the video. Uh, But keep in mind, this is a a demo system. We've got um, information just from our Jordan Johnson team in here, Um, but essentially what you're gonna see is taking an organization at the strategy level. This is the strategy map gallery view which is a very popular view in the performance excellence operating system. At this level, you can see strategic focus area, the description, you can get visibility into your strategic goals, the goal descriptions. Then you also see uh, your short term and your long term goals. And there's also a visual indicator as to whether you're not or not you're on track or at risk for a specific strategy. And at the lower level of the panel, there's links to important strategy updates and action plans and projects. So this video is going to take you through essentially drilling into your strategic plan and going from the strategic level to the project level, ultimately to the weekly update level of a project within three clicks. And then at the end of the video, we'll showcase how once you get all of your information into a centralized relational database, you can convert organizational knowledge and information that you just could not do on a corkboard. And I know it sounds silly to to say that, but taking all of that knowledge that exists in files or PowerPoints that lived in a physical space, or they're probably even living on shared drives now, by getting that information into a central repository, you create organizational knowledge and wisdom. So I'll walk through this with you all. I just want you to see how the system works and how we digitized the huddle process at Hill Country. So. On this, you'll see um, the mouse moving, and I'm going to drill into this panel on cultural transformation. So if I click on this, I'll get detailed information on that specific strategy. Again, I see the description. I can see the goal, which strategic goal it connects to, some more description data, and I see the specific goals and the outcomes. So I move down lower You can see the specific action plans that connect to that strategy. So what are we going to do to execute that work? Then I click on one of these. This is the culture map. And I'm seeing executive champion, leader, facilitator, team members. So a lot of elements you would expect to see on a project charter. When did the project kick off? What's the status? What type of work is it? And then with one more click, I'm into the team's weekly update. This weekly update is automatically sent to the... To the project leader on a weekly cadence there's no need to come into the system and they're highlighting accomplishments next steps and any barriers so if i'm an executive within three clicks i can get from the strategic map level to the project level to the weekly update level which essentially replicated what you see on the left and what i'm showing now is just your um dashboard capability of the performance excellence operating system. And this is really where it's powerful to create that organizational knowledge asset for the organization. So this is just an example of clicking on if I wanted to see which strategies were at risk, I could click in here and ultimately drill into the projects that were pushing that most important strategy work. So one of the differentiators of this system is its ease of use. And we've seen clients quickly be able to accept and adopt this because it's really easy to navigate. If You can navigate a browser, you can point and drill into these panels just as easily as you would if you're navigating um, you know, any type of application on the web. So this is, so what is the PEOS system? And you're probably getting an idea now after hearing Jan and I talk a little bit about it, but really this is a platform that really seeks to align and integrate your strategic and operational functions of your organization. And we're pulling in and building it around organizational excellence and process excellence, best practices. Um, early on as we were developing this um, and people were asking me what this was. And I said, this was this is almost Jan Johnson in a box. And I know, Jan, you don't like it when I say it, but it's taking all of that org- that wisdom and knowledge that Jan has seen drive world-class performance and placing it in a system. And it's very process focused. And you're going to see that a lot and hear us say that a lot. It helps organizations increase their process discipline. And you're also going to hear multiple stories how we're also using the system to address specific problems that our organiz- organizations need to have solved because it's a very robust and scalable solution. So this, next, this slide talks about problems and solutions. And many of you may be on a Baldridge journey and, and some of you may not, but we've really tried to focus the system on addressing you know, the key process categories uh, of the framework and really have a focus on customer-driven excellence. And this first problem and first solution was one of the early ones we identified during the pandemic. And it was this need of having organizational knowledge and and assets maintained and updated in either files or communicated through emails or executed through meetings. And what we quickly realized here was the root cause of this issue was process discipline. And early on during the pandemic, what we started to see was big vendors coming to the market, promoting new tools that promoted team collaboration. And what we started to detect was that those types of tools in some ways were magnifying the root cause issue and, and making it easier for teams to create silos. Because we, what we started to see was we'll just create a team site or we'll just create a sheet for this or we'll just create some. And the next thing we knew, teams were having dozens, if not hundreds of different standalone cloud-based solutions that were just magnifying this root cause issue of low process discipline. And we, we quickly tried to address that through the solution of the PEOS and digitizing these key processes that we knew worked And ultimately, that reduced the reliance on files um, and emails and meetings. So that's a key problem that we seek to address um, in digitizing processes and the PEOs.
1: You know, another problem that we recognize was that data that gets stored in files is being kept in files, and we're not converting that data into knowledge that's shareable, that can be easily accessed by people when they needed it. And that was what the PEOS is enabling us to do now rather than searching for files. For example, one of the modules that we have is a um, succession planning module. And every year when we would do succession planning with our clients, I would get a call from the CEO and he would say, Jan, do you have the last talent review, which is what we call that? Do you have the last files that we did from that talent review? Because I know you sent them to me, but I can't find them. Well." Now that this is in the system, it is there It is there for perpetuity until we delete records, and it's easily accessible. So it makes that decision-making so much easier because you can readily get access to the knowledge. Another one of the problems that we identified was rework and waste, just in that finding and editing and developing new, new knowledge. You know, it's not unusual if you're presenting about your strategic plan, you may have to create one PowerPoint that is for um, your board of directors. You may have another PowerPoint that you create for your leadership team, and yet another one that you develop for um, the the group as a whole, your whole team. And so what that would be would you would rework it, you'd have the same data that you present, you do four different PowerPoints. And again, that is just unnecessary time with the PEOS, we can segment data to quickly provide views for each of those with literally a click of a couple of buttons. And so it really eliminates that rework and waste associated with that, you know, finding and editing and making different different sets of material available in different ways.
2: And I'll wrap up this slide just talking about really the, the power of you know, digitization is an automation, and we are finding really unlimited ways to automate routine tasks and activities. And this is giving teams really, and you'll see it in the next slide, almost days of their lives back. Um, And in fact, we've got a client today that's launching a module, the PEOS, around an innovation portal. And they intentionally designed that workflow to essentially They're not sending an email. The whole workflow is fully transparent where if I submit an innovation, I can see where my idea is. I can see what feedback the committee is providing to my idea. And once that idea is dispositioned, they select in the system disposition and where it's going. And an email is automatically generated back to the idea submitter, communicating back to them where their idea is. No emails, no files, no PowerPoint presentations. And all of that is saving that organization a huge amount of time. And when you really start to think and see the possibilities of how you can execute and automate routine tasks and activities, that's where you start to really leverage the power of digitization.
1: You know, Travis, one of my favorite examples is we have a client who has a bi-weekly meeting with their CEO council and the CEO's executive assistant every week would have to send out a request for agenda items. She always had to send out a reminder because nobody ever submitted them with the first pass. And then she had to build the agenda. I called Travis one day and said, Travis, could you automate this? And now every Tuesday, an email goes out to everybody on the CEO Council asking, do you have an agenda item? They start each of their meetings with a values moment. So we ask, do you have a values moment? And they describe that they can answer it on their iPhone, fill out a form that takes less than two minutes to fill it out. It automates that back into the system. And then all that we have to do when Diane builds that agenda, is she goes into the system, pulls those agenda items out, and we've got it right there. Diane says that that's saving her easily an hour every week. And that's just a little task, but it's a task of saving an executive assistant time.
2: Yeah, Jana, those little tasks and activities, and and we'll showcase some more examples of that, really add up for people. And if you do enough of those types and find those opportunities, um, it can be significant for an organization so this is one example, and we've included a couple examples here, and we hope you all think about when you hear these examples that you can connect this back to maybe a process in your organization where you could say, wow, if we did something similar, we could save you know, X amount of time, or we can um, give people time back. So this is one um, where we have a client that they execute a quarterly review, um, so that it's happening four times a year and essentially they're doing a strategic update and their process in the past looked like this from a very high level the ceo or the coo would send out an email reminder to all of the strategy update owners and that would approximately take 10 to 15 minutes to send that you know we were scripting it new every time that email was sent it was received by the strategy update owner and this is where a lot of the waste and inefficiency happened in this process, because what we heard from that group was they would spend anywhere from two hours to four hours gathering and building custom materials, PowerPoints and Excel documents for this quarterly meeting. And by the way, they have 17 strategic focus areas. So this was happening 17 times for 17 people. And that was a a custom development every quarter. Once they developed their materials, they would send that back to the COO. The COO would then gather and combine all of those materials into a full comprehensive update for the quarterly meeting. And when we mapped this out and did some time studies, when you look at this, the process time was anywhere between 30, 36 hours on the low side, assuming everyone's doing that in two hours. And then on the high side, 72 hours per quarter. And then when we annualize that, this is where the power of digitization really, you can see it because these are days. We're, we're measuring this in days. It was taking 18 to 36 days to complete their strategic update process.
1: And Travis, those were senior leaders of the organization. This was CEO and C-suite executives who were taking the time to do these.
2: Yeah, and this was the norm. This was a normalized process. And once we, let me show you what the the new system. So this is the redesign system or process in the PEOS. It's It's a fully digitized process. In the system, we have their, an, their annual operating calendar, along with the calendar of when their quarterly retreat happens. So the system knows when to send out the message. So it's automated. The system sends out a message to all 17 strategic update owners. The owners at that point spend roughly 60 30 to 60 minutes. They still have to do research and gather update information But they're not building in this step, they're not building those PowerPoints and Excel files anymore. They're just gathering the data and information they need for the update. The strategy update owner then completes a simple form in the PEOS system that takes 10 to 15 minutes and most of the time less. It's very simple and to Jan's point, they're submitting these on on their mobile phones or computer. And then at the end of this process, the systems designed to automatically pre-format that, display that strategic information in real time upon submission of their data, so there's no, you know, building of a final deck. It's just automatically updated in the PEOS system, and this is just this was compelling for the for the organization when they saw these types of numbers because they they essentially saved anywhere between 14 to 27 days annually on this strategic planning process by digitizing that work that they had been doing for years. And I don't think they would have challenged themselves had the pandemic not hit. And I I don't think that they would have seen these types of results without really leveraging and increasing their process discipline. Because what's hidden in these process boxes It's all of the rework loops, all of the, can you send me that document because you're late. So they're also getting this information back more timely. There's more visibility to where the information is. So a lot of this behind these boxes is increased organizational competencies around process discipline. So that's one of the products that you'll see, maybe not see as clearly on these slides, but saving 14 to 27 days is significant for this group.
1: You know, Travis, probably my favorite quote that we've gotten from many of our CEOs is they had looked at other software that would connect strategy to project work. Um, And when we were able to provide this automation for them, they actually said to Travis, this is providing three times the value of the other product we looked at 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 a third of the cost. And she went on to say, this system's paid for itself several times over just in our productivity savings.
2: Yeah. So that, that's one example. Um, and here's another example. And these are examples again, that I hope you can see how does your organization currently execute these or something similar and make a connection and ask, how can you digitize maybe some of the workflows in your organization? But this was a project activation process. So essentially, The project is identified and then it's ultimately selected and that fired off a workflow that looked very similar to this and it was an email that went out to the project sponsor again it's 10 to 15 minutes so it's not a lot of time, then we emailed the project leader again customizing that script sending an overview to the leader. And then sending an email to the team, welcome, you know, sending a welcome email to the team, letting them know a little bit about the project, somewhere between ten to fifteen minutes, and then gathering and sharing important project documents like the charter, maybe a SIPOC map, um, would take anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes. And you look at that, and you, you you might say, well, that it's not a lot of time, but those small inefficient processes really do add up because. It was taking anywhere between 50 and 75 minutes for each project to execute this workflow. And, and the redesigned process that, that's executed in the performance excellence op- operating system, it's fully digitized. So the project selected, and then in the system, we select a down box in the system that says project went from planning to activated And that fires off an email to the project sponsor. And I'm I'm showcasing this image on the left here. It goes to the sponsor, the leader, and the facilitator. It's a pre-scripted message that's dynamically populated with key project information on the project name, the opportunity statement. And then it automatically attaches things like the project charter, a roles and responsibility document. It attaches an A3, it attaches a virtual checklist, it attaches a, a process map illustrating what is the weekly standup process look like. And it also attaches um, information. This organization is using MIROS and an electronic whiteboard. All of that automatically happens. And it's happening in five to 10 minutes for us to make that happen in the system. So a savings of anywhere between 45 to 65 minutes per project. So if you think about the number of projects you all might have active in your organization, those savings really do add up over time. And what's great about this, this example and this organization, they, they've continued to challenge the workflows from project activation to all the way to closing So now they also have workflow automations associated with every week, the project leader gets a request to submit a weekly update. That update asks for what did you accomplish this week? What are your plans for next week? What are your barriers or issues that you're running into? Once the project goes into monitoring phase, the the sponsor and the leader get a control plan that says, here's the control plan to help you sustain the gains and it sends them a monthly email asking them how the project is performing. So that, mon- that monitoring phase for a lot of organizations is so important because it's easy for these projects to slip when they lose visibility. But that monitoring piece is so important for them to just get that monthly update. How are you doing with this work? And then they've also pl- planned a workflow at the end that when it's closed, the project team gets a survey which is a cycle of learning on how well the process is working, what what worked well about the process, what could we do to improve the process. So it's a full closed loop from activation to project closing. And it's literally taking minutes based on how the project is moving from phase to phase. But you could see in those examples, it just saves an enormous amount of time when you do that type of work.
1: And one of the things that we're realizing is that we have just scratched the surface of the capabilities of this. Um, There's so much opportunity to think about what manual processes could we be automating and digitizing? What are the processes like the scheduling of meetings? That's just a simple task, but it's done over and over and over. And we can automate it very quickly and easily, and it's just saving time and it's making things more efficient, while at the same time, building in that process discipline. These are just some examples of modules that we have created thus far in the PEOS. What started out as a strategy map and a connection of strategy to projects is now expanded into a wide variety of things. One is the virtual alignment boards. We have a client that had visual alignment boards everywhere in the building. They wanted to keep their visual alignment boards because they liked that visual quality, but it was taking their leaders sometimes as much as a half a day to print everything, to update all of the the pieces that were on their alignment boards. Now it has all been digitized. It's all been automated. And what was sometimes as much as eight hours takes about 45 minutes. And it even sends materials to the printer to get them printed. So those kinds of solutions have just been absolutely incredible uh, for our clients. So the last thing that, or a couple of the last things that we want to share, these are just some testimonials from some of our clients who have been using the system. Um, It has been up and running. Uh, This is from Hill Country. Uh, Hill Country was our original beta site that we did a lot of this work around. But they've done some things that, again, we never expected to do. Uh, Rita called Travis one day and said, Travis, we're standing up a vaccine clinic, but we aren't sure how we're going to register all the community people. So within literally a day and a half, Travis had developed this within the PEOs and they registered over 16,000 of their community members for COVID vaccines through the PEOs.
2: So this is a testimonial from James that's really talking about um, a concept we mentioned earlier and how they're using the data and information in their PEOS system to illustrate dashboards from the board level all the way down to managers and directors of the organization and what was taking them time in the past to develop those custom PowerPoints and dashboards Essentially, once all of that data is stored in the database of the PEOS system, you create custom views that s- display the data that you need to see for your audience that needs to see them. And it just saves tremendous amount of time from redoing that work. It's respect- It's respectful for your team members by doing that. And ultimately, it helps um, increase the transparency of this data for the entire organization. So it's been really, fun to see some of these organizations quickly adopt the PEOS and really um, leverage it right away.
1: You know, Travis, one of the things that they've done is they've built their entire recognition program into the PEOS. They've loaded, they have about 140 employees, so they're pretty small, but they literally loaded every single employee into, this, into the PEOS. They can, any employee has access to the PEOS. They can go in and look at, who they've been recognized by. They have a point system. They can look at how many points they have and it provides full visibility to their entire recognition program. Yeah,
2: that's great. And this one is from THA. You know, THA is really taking the dashboards to the next level. I think the last time I checked, Jan, they're monitoring over 90 metrics. And in the past, what would happen is a lot of their staff would, again, update Excel documents and send that Um, for compilation. And now the system automatically every month requests those data points from the process or data owner. They submit that into the system and these dashboards are dynamically updated, increasing the transparency and the visibility. And what I liked about this testimonial the most is that it's really helping organizations make better decisions. And I think ultimately that's what a lot of this is helping organizations do is how do we honor all of this good work that's happening? It just so happens in the, in the previous state, they lived in individual shared drives or maybe even on desktops or in files. Once you honor that data and get it into a repository like the PEOS, really you can create that as a knowledge asset. And that's what's helping organizations make better decisions and ultimately drive um, improved results.
1: And then Courtney talked about the value that they are finding is that it's just helping them with their whole performance excellence journey. They have fully digitized their entire project management approach, from projects being submitted to being prioritized to getting into their system. So they're using the the PEOS very effectively with multiple applications. Yeah.
2: So on this slide, this is one of our last slides. I just wanted to call out some of the costs and benefits of this. And one of, the, one of the things that Jan and our entire team are grateful for is the partnership with the Baldridge Foundation to help make this available um, to members at a reduced rate and also helping increase the visibility of this work. And um, when Jan and I started to realize how impactful this work was to some of our clients, We made a commitment to ourselves that we wanted to make this a low cost of ownership for our clients and organizations to get in um, and do this type of digitization work because it makes a dramatic impact from almost day one. You could see the gains from this. And some of our comparisons and benchmarking we did, um, we were finding that similar solutions that connected strategy to projects were coming in. Um, double of where we wanted to start. and We were okay with that. So we wanted this price point of 75K um, to be fair and, and encourage people to take that digitization journey. So we're starting the PEOS at 75 and then that scales based on organizational size. And Jan and I can, we can talk more individually if you're interested in that um, offline. And then some of the other benefits is that, the quick implementation and deployment of this, really, it does take weeks and not months. And here's an example. We have we had a client in January of this year, 2021, purchase the PEOS system. They also purchased the solution from a larger vendor. We had the strategic deployment of the PEOS system up and running within two weeks. They were facilitating their weekly huddles in the PEOS system. And... They still, it's August now, they still haven't fully deployed the other solution that they purchased in January. So, one of the competitive advantages of this is that it's very, it's deployed very quickly in, in weeks. Um, so, we're not looking at months or years here. And we offer super user training, admin training to get your team members trained um, on the system. And this fourth bullet point on the benefit side. Um, was actually a request from many of our clients. They said, you know, we're continuing to find ways to leverage digitization and the PEOs to solve problems that are unique to our organization. Wouldn't it be great if we could find out other ways clients are using this? So we've tentatively scheduled our first annual user group on December 8th of this year, where the goal is to bring our clients that are using the PEOs system together to have some sharing of how they're using the system. And then again, we have partnered with the foundation um, to develop some very specific message boards on the institute, um, again, to create that unique community of organizations that are pursuing digitization and that are leveraging the PEOS system. So just wanted to highlight some kind of initial cost and benefits for you all um, as we... So we want
1: to just thank you for your time today, and um, if you're interested, we've got contact information in here for how you can reach us, and we'd love to have the opportunity to share a demo with any of you. Al, I'll turn it back to you.
0: Great, Jan, thank you. And we have a number of really great questions that have come in for the both of you. And before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, we will not be able to get to all of the questions, but the questions we do not get to, we will answer them via email and follow-up after the presentation. So the first question, Jan, goes to you. And it's, you've been helping world-class organizations for many years. Why are you so encouraged by the Performance Excellence Operating System?
1: I'll tell you, what is so exciting to me is to see how much time this is giving back um, to to leaders at all levels of the organization. You know, we use the example of the strategic updates, that's giving senior executives in that one organization back a full month of executive leader time, but we're seeing the same thing happening at lower levels of the organization, throughout the organization, and you know, to get those kinds of efficiencies in a tool that is so easy to use. I'm just, I'm incredibly excited about the capabilities of this system.
0: Thank you, Jan. Travis, this next one goes to you. How quickly can an organization implement and begin utilizing the performance excellence operating system?
2: Yeah, thanks Al. Um, I mentioned this on on the closing slide, really it's it's a matter of weeks and again that's the competitive differentiator i think of the system is we can have that up and running and deployed with organizations in very little time you know our process looks like we you know from contract signing we ask the client to provide some basic requirements and information on their strategy and active projects we quickly get that loaded in the system and really how it's deployed at that point, because as you could see in, in the quick video demo I did, there's not a huge learning curve as far as acceptance, alignment, and adoption of the tool itself, because it's so easy to navigate and use um, once it's deployed. And in fact, we're not, um, a lot of the training sessions that we've had with executive leaders are lasting less than an hour because they've understood the concept and they can they get it and the information that they need is pushed to them. They're seeing it through, you know, the weekly huddle process. So it's really less than, you know, less than a month to deploy this solution um, from our experience now.
0: Thanks, Travis. Jan, we're back to you. Can you share an example of when a process didn't align or was not able to be digitized in the PEOS?
1: Well, Al, I would love to be able to do that, but so far, and this is this is no joke. There has not been anything that a client has approached us with that we've not been able to do. Um, and you know, I'm sure at some point we will hit something that that we can't do in the system, but we haven't at this point. And everything that we're building out in the system is really customer driven. So we are we are helping to develop solutions for problems that our customers have brought to us. And as yet, we haven't found a process that we could not put into this.
0: Okay. Travis, uh, this one was directly to you. With your background in process improvement and project management, how does the PEOS help organizations more effectively execute projects?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, my previous background prior to joining Jan and team was to lead an organization uh, or performance excellence team at a large organization. And we had approximately 20 black belts and 20 project managers. And I've shared this with Jan and she's probably tired of me saying it, but I say that if I had this tool three or four years ago, we would have had days of our lives back because, A lot of time is spent in performance improvement and project management doing routine tasks and activities, asking for an update, scheduling sessions, um, managing project documentation. And the value that I see in the PEOS system is that it increases the discipline of execution for an organization And it gives your experts that that do project management and performance improvement time back so they're doing their value-added work. And they're not spending hours of their time just documenting projects and um, coordinating meetings. They're actually doing the the work that they've been trained to do. So I would just say that it increases the organization's capabilities and competencies to execute um, projects effectively.
0: Okay, great. Uh, This question probably goes to both of you here. Um, What does the future of the performance excellence operating system look like?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll take a stab at that, Al, and then I'll hand it to Travis. One of the things that we're excited about is the platform that we're using just bought a visualization company. And we think that we're going to be able to do even greater things through better visualization that we can offer. And so that's one area that we think is going to, to really um, provide a lot more opportunity to just get the visualization that looks as slick as anything that you could do in a PowerPoint. Travis, I'd offer that thought to you as well.
2: Yeah, Jan, thanks. You know, we briefly talked uh, about a lot of our clients are on a Baldridge performance excellence journey. And I think when Jan illustrated this slide of all the modules that we have, I don't think we're far away from an operating system that fully could deploy, align, and integrate an organization from strategy. When you think about all the process categories of Baldrige, I would argue today we've got a lot of that met with the modules, but I could see this evolving into an operating system that helps organizations ultimately achieve world-class performance. And I don't think we're that far away because we're, as we're hearing you know, clients and as Jan was talking about the modules, some of those modules have been developed in response to feedback reports that we've gotten from clients that said, you've got a key theme opportunity, for example, around supplier and vendor management. So guess what Jan did? Jan called me and said, hey, can we, can we address that opportunity for improvement and develop a module in the system? that would help that organization close that gap. So I think the future of the performance excellence operating system, it's going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to solve really complex problems for organizations. And and my ultimate hope is that it helps organization produce world-class results for their customers.
0: Fantastic. Well, Travis and Jan, thank you so much for such an engaging presentation today. As a reminder, this presentation was recorded and will be posted along with slides to the Institute for Performance Excellence website early next week. Please watch for a follow-up email, which will contain a link to the webinar, and we will also send out answers to questions that we simply could not get to today. While you are on the Institute website, please be sure to take a look at our online self-paced training and certification courses and additional resources to elevate your performance. Lastly, thanks again to all of our donors and sponsors, especially the Institute trustees who are members of the MAC Baldrige Society and whose generous support allows us to bring engaging and thought-leading webinars like today's presentation to our audience. Thank you for attending today. Please be safe and enjoy the rest of your summer.